Welcome to the Dive Deeper Podcast. My name is Isoria. And my name is Hannah. And today we are going to dive deep into some 2021 introspectives. So in light of the start of 2022, Isoria and I recorded this cute little two-part mini-series. So in this first part, we're going to talk a bit about our favorites from the past year. Isoria and I were both, uh, we both turned 20 in 2021, so it was also a year of adulting. So make sure to stay tuned for the second part of this series where we're also going to dive into some of our New Year's resolutions, a bit of reflection period, talking a bit about our goals and what we're hoping to see in the rest of, I guess, the beginning part of our 20s as well. Oh yeah, we're going to be turning 21 next year, which is kind of crazy to think about. I think growing up, I envisioned my 20s to be a certain way, and it's it's not looking like that at all. <laughs> and mainly it's because of the pandemic. But it's okay. New, new surprises, new opportunities, living life, trying to make the best out of it is, I think, in short, what 2021 it was for me. Yeah, for sure. I think like 20 year olds this past year, especially like it's a weird period of like coming of age, but also a lot of things in your life are still nostalgic since most people are like um, at home with their families or like, you know, you don't get to have like as robust of like a 20 something year old like social life. So it's like a lot of different like parallels coming together. So I've also had like an interesting 2021 where I feel like I kind of like aged backwards and rediscover like a lot of my childhood joys, I guess, in a way. So getting mm-hmm. back into like reading books and like discovering past TV shows I used to like and watching new ones. It's mm-hmm. been like a weird bundle of like nostalgia too in that sense too, which I guess we, we can thank the pandemic for that as well. Yeah, I think definitely this year has been trying to unlearn a lot of the things or experiences that I've gone through in 2020. I think we can all collectively agree as a universe that 2020 was just not, it was not the year for anyone. <laughs> anyone okay I don't know anyone who said 2020 2020 was my year we just we don't talk about that year at all you know downfall um, for many things a lot of individuals lost their close loved ones it was it was so hard and I think 2021 was trying to re- recuperate all the things that we lost all the things that we learned and trying to thrive with the resources that we we did have because life is so incredibly short I I don't know. I don't know. Do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Making the best of our current situation, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of self-care too. So I've been indulging a lot in just a lot of like the simple pleasures too. I feel like growing up, like as a kid, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I personally, I rejected a lot of like adulting hobbies and like mannerisms. Like I My thought God. like, I, I grew up like reading and enjoying reading. Yeah. But I went through a solid like five years where I just thought reading was like lame. Like it was a waste of time, too much work. And here I am <laughs> this past year diving into book TikTok again and like yeah. reading genres I used to like and everything. So I wouldn't have dived into those things. <laughs> I wouldn't have dived deeper in those things. Cue credits. <laughs> um, if it weren't for, for the fact that I was like, stuck with my thoughts and only myself to like entertain I guess so I think it's a mix of 2020 and 2021 when I'm 
uh, when I'm saying this, but yeah, the beginning of 2021, we were, we were all still in lockdown, at least here in Canada. And we were all still stuck in our rooms and we were hoping that we could get vaccines and try to explore life during the summer. Luckily that did happen for us. So we did get a taste of our early twenties. Thank goodness. Um, Like I, when I think back to it, I, the last time I socialized the way that I did in the summer was back when I was 18. Wow. Yeah. That's That's for both of us, right? So, (laughs) yeah. Anyways, Anyways. (laughs) um, let's dive right into our favorites. So let's start off with our favorite book. Hannah, what was your favorite book of 2021? Oh, man. I guess I'll preface my favorites by saying that I'm the type of person to like get really invested into things. I can't just like watch two episodes of a TV show. I watch the entire thing. I stalk the actors. I go look up fan art. In some cases, like I draw my own. I, I, I create a separate folder in my Instagram saved of like images and like things I like. That is so commitment. Oh as my a whole, God. whenever like, <laughs> yeah, no, I make a full commitment regards, even if it's a bad show, like I'm the type of person where like, like if I start it, I have to finish it. So like to that point, I feel like, you know, no matter the books I read or like whatever media I consume, I give it the same treatment, even if it's like good or bad. So for these favorites, I really had to like sit down and take a look at like the past like 12 months and really break down like, okay, yes, I obsessed all of these things, but which ones did I really obsess over like to an unhealth, like an even unhealthier level than I normally like used to committing, I guess. So one thing that I really liked actually about this year that I do highly recommend was I created a spread in my bullet journal to keep track of books I read. It like, it helps keep me accountable of like, if I started books, knowing like that I have those books still that I need to finish. And like, if I get into like reading slumps or stuff, I like to just also like look at my progress, especially through the year too, because I'm more of a slower reader. So I don't like, I'm not like these like teens on book TikTok that are reading like 10 books a week. So it yeah. keeps me accountable to say the least. So I was going through my log and I think My favorite book was probably Song of Achilles, which is kind of like the bread and butter, kind of a basic book if you've been in like book talk circles, or I think in general with like teens, our age group, it's kind of like, not not really a classic, but it's kind of like a, a safe book. I think at this point, everyone's heard of it, at least. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were gonna give me the book in the summer yeah I I recommend this book and like originally I wanted to read it because on book talk all every single TikTok that was sent my way on my for you page that talked about this book featured like a crying like 16 year old girl and like it gave me the impression that anyone who opened this book will end up crying at 2 a.m. Oh my God. Well, did you cry at 2am is the question. Well, I wanted to test that out. So I was like, whoa, this book is that sad. I'm like my personal favorite genre of like fiction to read at least are the types of like tragic love stories that just make you feel empty inside. Like I, I, there, I have my moments where I enjoy the fluff 
and like the light romance and the cute stuff but like at my core I just really like reading like (laughs) really sad depressing stories I don't know they're just more interesting you know I feel like if a writer is able to convey that sadness to you like I don't know that that's a testament to like really a really well-written book at least and that's what this book did honestly um I guess I've already ranted enough about it but a couple of pointers about this book that I think that I'll mention Mm -hmm. is this book probably has the best prose of any like YA and a like novel mm-hmm. ever that I've read honestly yeah. which so you can really tell that the way Madeline Miller wrote this book right she spent I think close to a decade on just writing this book it's um she has a BA and MA in like classics she went to Brown University she studied Latin and like Greek mythology and so a lot of thought and care went to even just the basic storyline of this book I feel like um you know it's a classic Greek myth everyone has heard of like Achilles Patroclus and everything but the way she tells it it's through Patroclus's um Patricus, Patroclus, I've heard both pronunciations, Um, but it's through his point of view. Mm -hmm. And it's the way like she uses words to like, you like you never explicitly see in the book that like, like Patroclus never explicitly says like, I love you, for instance, like she'll describe him like noticing like the glint in Achilles hair or like the scent of honey on his like, you know, on his skin, like things like that, which I'm doing a really bad job of like painting uh, a verbal picture, but she does that in such a well-paced novel as well too. If you saw my copy in real life, I sticky note tabbed like three things on like every page. So it's like a colorful mess, but I painted um, like a lot of like Greek mythology kind of inspired things afterwards, just cause like, I don't know, it was just, <laughs> It was, it's just such an interesting genre that I didn't really get to explore previously. And I don't know, I didn't end up crying, but like the more, it was one of those books where like I read it the first time and I was just kind of like, okay, cool. I see what people mean. But like the more I looked back and thought about it, it's one of those books that stick with you. Yeah. And it's one of those books that I could see myself reading again from beginning to end, which is really rare for, for me, at least. I typically don't read books for the second time. I read it once and I'm like, hit it and quit it but man this book I read it like you know six months ago and I'm still like oh yeah that was a good book wow yeah like I just wanted to say I've seen the book in person um that Hannah owns and it is every single page all different colors (laughs) like like I I don't even I don't even know how 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 to describe it but thank you for sharing that and I have yet to read the book so I might actually do it sometime soon. You've definitely convinced me and I'm sure you've convinced the listeners as well. Um, as for my favorite book, um, we actually dedicated a whole episode um, to Susan Cain's book, Quiet. Um, Quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. It is my favorite book. I love it so much. I haven't sticky note every single page. Instead, I use Notion to take quotes from the book and every time I open up Notion I just I look I just look at the quotes and I'm like yes I, I don't even know how to describe it I just I love I love the way that she articulates her thoughts and takes the reader through a journey of historical facts about introverts and 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 
the college system. There's so many things in the book that uh, we've already re- really discussed in our previous episode. So if you're interested, you should definitely listen to our previous episode. It's titled Dive Deeper into Introversion, and I'm sure you guys will love it. As a short summary, um, Susan Cain um, basically argues that the modern Western culture misunderstands and undervalues the traits and compatibilities of introverted people, leading to a colossal waste of talent, energy, and happiness. So as someone who is an amavert, I related to both the sentiments that she shared about introversion and extroversion. All right, so now that we have provided, I guess, two book recommendations, what about TV shows or movies, I guess? Any Netflix shows, Disney Plus? Yes, okay, so so I love Marvel so much, okay? I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Marvel fan, but this past year for 2021, man, Marvel gave us so much, okay? WandaVision, Hawkeye, What If, What If, What If, okay? The What If series was the best <laughs> thing I have ever watched, ever, okay? I, I, oh man, I don't even have the words to, to, to really articulate it, but I was debating between either What If or Don't Look Up because Don't Look Up came um, out recently on Netflix, mm-hmm. but I still went with What If. I don't know, it was a really hard choice, but if, if you're not into Marvel, um, watch Don't um, don't look up on Netflix as soon as possible. And if you are a Marvel fan, watch What If. Here's a small summary about um, the show. Okay, so What If is essentially a series of episodes. I think there's seven or eight. No, there, there were nine episodes that came out, right? And so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've seen the possibilities of there being a blip, um, et cetera, what, right? So in this animation series, the Marvel Cinematic Universe explores different possibilities and it shows for instance there is an episode where you can explore what if Ultron won and what if Thor was an only child my favorite episode by far was episode four what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands and that episode also foreshadows the next movie that's coming up which is the second Doctor Strange movie. And I'm so excited because Doctor Strange is my favorite, is, is my favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The the fact that the first movie was also shot in Nepal, you know, it 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 has a very special place in my heart because I am from Nepal. I was born there. Yeah, that's my short rant on what if. If you haven't watched it, please do. It is so beautifully written and the animations are just in- incredible. So Hannah, what was your favorite show or 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 movie for from 2021? <laughs> don't act like you don't know, I swear. I know, I do know, but you know. <laughs> I've been I I I don't know, I don't even know how to articulate this. I would say I watched a lot of TV shows. I binged a lot of series like from like season to season this past year. I watched all 11 seasons of Modern Family, like in the span of a month. I watched all of Selling Sunset and like, I just binged a lot of like content like that, I guess that's meant to be like fun and lighthearted. But after much deliberation, I sorry I can attest that there's one specific show that I probably talked about more <laughs> than the others. And that is Young Royals on Netflix. It's a six episode season. Season two is guaranteed. So if that's something that, you know, you factor into what you watch, 
I would recommend watching it since there is guaranteed more content to come in 2022. But yeah, a short one sentence summary is uh, it's set in Sweden. So it follows the Prince of Sweden, Willem, as he transfers to a boarding school. So you got a bit of those like boarding school um, royalty tropes, but it more so focuses on the struggles of Willem himself being a young prince and how he battles anxiety, discovering his sexuality and also upholding an image. And so through it all, it just follows his tribulations with alcohol, pleasing others, the fact that he's, you know, the fact that he's part of the royal family and how other people treat him differently and how he meets people from the working class and people from of like similar social status. And you just got a nice mishmash of like all of those clashings of opinions and outlooks on life and everything, which I personally really like to watch. But this is a more refreshing take on that. You don't get like the, as many of the traditional cliches, I guess. But <laughs> the one thing about this show that really just like, my goodness, like I still watch YouTube clips of this show. I actually went back and looked at my Google history. So I, oh I first like I saw the trailers and everything for this show when it came out in the summer. But then like slowly the YouTube algorithm started like recommending me clips. So I watched a lot of like the crack videos, the Netflix like, deep interviews, all of that stuff. And this all kind of happened before final season for me. So this was kind of recent. And do you want to guess how many times I searched Young Royals or like, yes. I guess, how many YouTube video searches I had in like yes. this period of like maybe two weeks? Okay. Okay. My guess is like... <laughs> 150 oh that's you're actually pretty close it was close to like 130 searches oh damn that's still a lot that's a lot in like two weeks like there's only like a finite amount of videos right and like Mm. I've definitely watched like certain videos multiple times maybe multiple times in a day so anyways that's also just my like you know not being able to chill behavior but (laughs) that's how much I really like this show Um, But the one thing about this show that I think sets it apart from other teen dramas and like kind of other Netflix teen media, like in in this field, I guess, right, is that it it maddens me that no one's talking about this show. Maybe it's because it's like European. It's not like English. So I don't know if they're just not like, you know, talking about it here in America or something, which is a whole nother thing. (laughs) But it's written and directed by women, number one. As and they should. Yeah, as they should. And specifically, you can tell that um, they also mentioned this in interviews, but they paid special attention. They put special effort in to making sure that this show was authentic. Even though it's talking about a higher class of people, they put in the extra effort to find actors who were actually like teens, by the way. None of this Riverdale or like, you know, know all of that like hiring 30 year olds to play like high school student stuff yeah you know and the show just comes across as so raw like the actors like you know you see their acne you see their like you know appearance struggles and everything and the chemistry between the characters like just to give you a little taste the intimacy coordinator cried on set or like at least was really overjoyed on set for a particular scene because yeah. the two actors just did such a good job 
of like portraying the chemistry and like it gives me goosebumps when I watch this scene it's it's not an overly sexual show at all elite (laughs) 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 but you can still tell like you can still like read through the screen the amount of tension and like chemistry that these oh and they're all friends in real life it's just it's it's the perfect show I, there I said it. It is the perfect Netflix show. I will be very mad if there's no season three. Guys, you heard it Everyone here. go watch it. Go stream it so that there can be more episodes. Because if this show ends, it's the end of me. Oh, no. Guys, you heard it here. The perfect show. Hannah Tang. Okay. Today is what? January 31st. I mean, no. December 31st. <laughs> December 31st. <laughs> My brain cells. What is going on? December 31st. You heard it, you, you heard it here and now. What is the perfect show on Netflix, Hannah? Young Royals. 100%. I... If you watch this show, I firmly believe you will understand me as a person. Like, this show is everything I like altogether. All right, Hannah. So tell us what your favorite song was for the year of 2021. Well, it's no secret that I am a BTS stan. So I think it kind of has to be a BTS song. But in my 2021 Spotify rap, my most played BTS song was Blue and Gray, which um, I don't know. I feel like I always tend to gravitate towards the non-title tracks in their albums, like specifically Mm -hmm. the songs that are like more ballady, but still dramatic. Mm -hmm. And so the memories I have tied to this song, like this song comes up a lot in like my playlists when I'm studying and it just sounds very like ethereal I guess is the best way to describe it like anyways what about you what what was your favorite song okay so both of us sort of chose songs that were released in 2020 but made a huge difference in our lives in 2021 still so for me it was um Rise by Willow Smith and John V. Harrison and it was a collaborative EP that they released sometime in 2020 and um like I would, I listened to it very often in 2020, but I made it a habit to listen to the song Rise every morning, like the first song that I would listen to, because I like to, you know, do my morning routine, whatnot, get food. And that, that would, that song would just constantly be on repeat. It's essentially, oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but the song encompasses aspects of spirituality and like grounding and meditation like I don't know that, that that's the vibes that it gives me essentially but there's a there's this expression in the song called jeev jago which essentially means like wake up and rise from the sleep of illusion so for me it helps me ground myself and remind myself not to get caught up in like the material world that we live in like it's it's sort of um I don't know how else to describe it but it's it's a grounding technique that I use in the morning so yeah, that, that's one of my favorite expressions in the song. And the instrumentals are just, oh, vibes are immaculate. I don't know how else to describe it. But if you haven't <laughs> listened, yeah, if, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the song already, please do. I love it. I love it so, so much. All right. Um, last question for this episode. What was your favorite way to wind down in the year of 2021? What was the thing that just helped you escape? You know? mm-hmm. Escapes were so important this year, but I think it also just ties to painting for me and Mm -hmm. art and like I guess creating content or like just having this little bubble to myself where like I can turn off my brain and like create something so I think that was definitely my favorite thing how about you I think my favorite thing was um I finally started running again 
like I I don't know if you guys know me from high school I was I loved running but mm-hmm. I stopped I stopped for like two three years because I was I was trying to bulk because I was so I was really underweight but anyways point is this year I I started running again and I downloaded the app Strava and shout out to my roommate from the summer. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for like motivating me to start, start running again. She had like um, a 5k run competition thing. And uh, I think sometime in July and just seeing her like, you know, prep for it really inspired me and reminded me that, wow, wow. Like running was like a really big thing in, in my life growing up. So why not start it again? Especially since I felt kind of comfortable, like running outside and not being too scared of COVID. I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't do it in 2020. Cause I was, I, I didn't want to put my family in danger. So like, I didn't, I didn't want to go outside and run, but anyways, point is I started running again and I've enjoyed it so much. And I've realized that it's a great way for me to unplug from all my devices whether it be from like school or like you know you know I don't know how to, how to explain it but it's a great form of a, almost like escapism that that there was an expression that I used to use uh in high school oh I love running away from my problems mm, I remember that yeah so th- th- that's that's uh that's what I started doing again but in a more healthy manner you know, running as much as I could. So like, it would be like 2K, 3K. And I did my first 5K again in November. And I was so happy. I've even been running it through the winter and the winter hasn't been too bad. Like there isn't, it's not that cold. It's yeah, that was my favorite way to wind down. Yeah. Do you have any, <clears throat> well, sorry. I'll say that again. My voice just decided to exit the situation. Do you have <laughs> any advice for people that don't like running or are scared of it or might even hate it? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you hate it or if you're scared of it, those emotions are absolutely valid. But at the same time, sometimes it's okay to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You'll unlock new things that you never knew about yourself. So as someone who went, who like ran for many years and stopped all of a sudden and tried running again, um, I think the biggest thing is don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just run for the views. You know, if there's a trail near your house, run for the views. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Um, Share it with your close friends if you feel comfortable. I think the biggest thing is like not to think much about it, you know, and and don't put any pressure on yourself. Make it like a habit that you don't think twice, like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, go slowly. Don't don't push yourself too much. If, If you don't feel comfortable to run at a certain pace, you don't need to you don't, you don't need to prove yourself that you ran, you run at a certain pace or prove to anyone, you know what I mean? Or you can finish a certain kilometer under a certain time. Really, no one cares. The fact that you're running is, you should be so proud of yourself, you know? So that's what I like to tell myself even when I don't want to run. Nice. I am yeah. proud of us. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. All right, guys, that wraps up our 2021 favorites from favorite book all the way down to favorite way to wind down if any of the things that we've mentioned whether it be our favorite songs or tv shows you know feel free to let us know if you actually enjoyed the movies or songs and whatnot through our dms on instagram or just contacting us personally would be thrilled to hear it so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was very chill wind down chat tea coffee chat i don't know what i'm trying to say but (laughs) all the chats all the chats um i hope you guys enjoyed it see you guys soon bye